morning again and welcome to Alive Family Church. You guys all doing good this morning? Come on, man. It is a good morning to be in God's house. Welcome to all of our friends that are here in person. And quick shout out to anybody joining us online this morning. We love you. We thank you. Uh, thank the Lord for you. And we're praying for you uh, if you're at home not feeling well or whatnot. And so, hey, we are so excited uh, for today because today we're kicking off a brand new two-week mini-series that we've titled By My Spirit. And uh, the key text for the next two weeks comes from a minor prophet, the book of Zechariah. Uh, chapter 4, verse 6. I want to read that for you. Uh, in that passage, it says, So he said to me, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. By my spirit. We're going to dive into that concept, that idea of how God has created you and I. He's designed our lives to be led by his spirit, right? These words that were spoken over 2,500 years ago are still as important and we believe as relevant today for our lives as believers as we try to navigate the highs and lows and the in-betweens of life, right? Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. Someone say, by my spirit. By my spirit. The spirit of God, which we know, and as we'll continue to learn these next few weeks, is the Holy Spirit. We are called to live our lives by the spirit of God. God desires for us as his children to live spirit empowered lives, right? Yet so many of us, we, we don't have an understanding maybe of the Holy Spirit. We're, we're afraid of the Holy Spirit. We've heard some weird teaching about the Holy Spirit or fill in the blank wherever you might find yourself today. You didn't even know there was a Holy Spirit, right? Uh, we, we, uh, we need to get understanding of this if we are to operate and flow in the Holy Spirit. If we allow his gifts to flow through our lives and in our church, in our gatherings, we have to have a better and greater, deeper understanding of who he is and what his will is and what he wants to do and how he wants to help us. But uh, as, as I've kind of journeyed in ministry and in life, and I think you guys would probably relate to this, both believers and unbelievers alike, a lot of times we live our lives like there is no Holy Spirit, right? We, we do things in our own strength in our own timing, with our own resources, with, uh, you know, our, our own understanding and our own counsel, right? We, uh, we try to advance God's kingdom and reach people in our own strength. We, we kick, we scream, we strive, we do everything we can, and it's all good-hearted things, but, but God's over here like, yo, I, I gave you a helper. Like, I've got something amazing. His name is the Holy Spirit. I've put him inside of you. Like, I want you to use him. He, he, he will benefit your life. He wants to help you. He wants to lead you. He wants to guide you. And a lot of times we'll muscle and we'll strive and we'll try to make it happen and only to be disappointed, right, with the results, depressed and burnt out and stressed out and, and disappointed, right? But the good news this morning is that we don't have to live life this way, amen? God has designed us to live in a greater way. God both intends and desires for us to live and operate by his spirit. And so that's what we're going to dive into today and next week. We're going to learn more about the Holy Spirit, his, his role in our lives, and desire this awareness and understanding of, man, God's got more for us as we press in and lean into his Holy Spirit. And so uh, the message title today, if you're a note taker and you like that, it's real simple today. It's the advantage. Everybody say the advantage. The advantage. And uh, we're going to go to the Lord in prayer and prepare our hearts and minds today as we open up his word and lean into his Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, we love you so much. And uh, man, we just thank you for your presence with us. 
Holy Spirit, I ask you now to use me to speak through me. Father God, I thank you that you know everybody here, everybody tuning in, everybody watching later. You know what they have need of. You know what they're struggling with. You know the questions that they have in their heart about who the Holy Spirit even is. And so, Holy Spirit, you are the great teacher. You're the counselor. You're the comforter. You're the strengthener. You're the standby. You're the intercessor. Lord, be free in this place to move how you want to. Holy Spirit, we make room for you to move and to teach us and get us and get, help us gain better understanding and insight of who you are, Holy Spirit, and how you want to move and operate in our lives. Lord, we love you, we praise you, and we pray all this in Jesus' name. And everybody agreed, said, amen, amen. Hey, quick shout out. Uh, how many of you guys enjoyed the two-week mini-series we just got done with? What time is it? Pastor Erica brought it. I don't know about you guys. I'm still chewing on a lot of that stuff. So informative, so faith-building, and so like, hello, sobering, right? Uh, if you guys did not catch the last two weeks, you need to go back and watch it or listen to it. It will help, under, help us understand where we are at in this timeline, where the rapture is, where we're at, the signs of the times, man. And all we know is it's getting close, right? The Lord said we will not know the day or the hour, but we can know the signs of the times. And, and things are getting close here. Things are speeding up. And, and in the heart of that, as we launch this new series, just want to make sure you understand why we're doing this. Remember, we didn't teach on two weeks uh, prior about end times events to scare everybody or to create this escape theology in our lives. And what I mean by that is uh, a lot of times we can think about the end times and all that and we get excited about it and we're like, Lord, just get us out of here, right? And, and I know we're guilty of that. I, many times in our house, we'll say, you'll hear, Lord Jesus, come. Have you ever said that before? Like when you watch the news, <laughs> when you have an interaction with somebody at the grocery store, that's pretty nasty. Lord Jesus, come, right? What does that mean? Get me out of here. I don't care about anybody else. This place is busted, disgusted, and gross, right? But that is not the heart that I believe God wants to create in us, right? Because there's still time. God is loving. God is patient. As we talked about last week, we pray that last week's or last month's uh, two-week series uh, would, would create in us a hustle theology. What I mean by that is, hey, we'd get busy about the Lord's business, amen? That we'd understand that, hey, we're not in the first quarter, we're in the fourth quarter, and the clock is getting low. We play differently, right? Each interaction we have with those that maybe don't know the Lord, they're important, right? Time is ticking, and eventually it will stop, right? We want to take as many people to heaven as possible with us. Can I get an amen, right? We want to make sure as many people on earth and in our community and our families are rapture ready. You know what I'm talking about? Right? And so, man, we're on mission. We're on mission. And I'll be honest with you. I understand. You hear all these things like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It can be really overwhelming. All the broken, hurting, lost people that don't know Jesus. Like, Lord, how? How, how are we going to do this? How are we going to help make a dent for the kingdom? How many of you guys know we, we aren't called to do God's work in our own strength? We just read about it in, in Zechariah. Not by might, not by our power, but by my spirit, says the Lord, by his Holy Spirit. How many of you guys know we need the Spirit's empowerment in our lives and in our church if we're going to have hustle theology, if we're going to have a mentality that says, I'm taking people to heaven with me, amen? And so that's why we're talking about this Spirit-empowered lives because we need the advantage, right? We need an advantage in life to help us with this. And uh, have you guys ever had an advantage in something in life before? Maybe, maybe it was sports, you know. Uh, maybe you're playing basketball one-on-one -on -one with somebody and you're taller than that person you're playing against. Or maybe you're faster than that person. Guess what? You have the advantage, right? Maybe when it comes to your job, right, you've, you're one of many bids in uh, and, and the client has to pick a bid. And, and the key is you have a personal relationship with the person that's picking which bid to go with. How many of you guys know you have an advantage? Amen. 
right? Think back to school. You guys remember school? <laughs> some of you are like, yeah. Some of you are like, don't say school. It's still summer break. School, right? Maybe you study your butt off and then you find out only that it's an open book test when you get to school. And at first you're frustrated because you spent all that time studying. But then you're like thankful because why? Because you blow through that test so smoothly, you know where every page number is. You're done, right? Your friend who didn't study is like, yes, open book test is struggling hour after hour. They don't even know where to look, right? They're like, okay, it's open book, but this is tough. They're tough questions, right? When we have the advantage, we have the upper hand. When we have an advantage at something, we have empowerment or help by somebody else. And guys, this is exactly what the Holy Spirit is to our spiritual lives. He is exactly an advantage for us. And Jesus even told us this in John chapter 16, verse 7, when he was teaching about the Holy Spirit to his disciples right before he went away. He says this in John chapter 16, verse 7, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. So get this, Jesus is talking to his disciples. The dudes that rolled with him and did ministry with him for three and a half years. These guys have gotten real close to him. They've seen the miracles. They've seen the signs and wonders. Front row seat to all of this. And Jesus tells them that it's better for them that he leaves. It's better for them that he goes away. Because if he doesn't go away, he would not send the helper, the Holy Spirit, to them. Right? Why why is this a better deal? Because Jesus said, I've got something so good for you that's just like me, that will help you, that will empower you, that will lead you and guide you, that will give you the strength to push through every circumstance, will give you the wisdom to navigate all the highs and lows of life. Jesus says, man, I want to give this to you. I want to send this to you, but it's better that I go away, right? If we are going to do life by the Spirit, then we need to know about the Holy Spirit, and some of his advantages for our life. If Jesus said it was better, we really need to understand why is it better, amen? And so for the remainder of my time today, I'm gonna have more of a teaching flow this morning. Uh, Some of you guys that have taken Basics 101 class, you're like, wow, I think I remember hearing some of this, right? It's so good to be refreshed on this, even if this is something we're already walking in our life. But if you do not know who the Holy Spirit is or what he wants to do in your life, I believe today will really help you along in your journey. And if you already know, it's gonna refresh and fire you up. And so for the remainder of our time, I got three things, three advantages advantages of the Holy Spirit. If you want to put it this way, three areas where the Holy Spirit should show up or work in our life. You guys ready for this? Number one is born of the Spirit. We're going to talk about this. What does this term mean? Born of the Spirit. Three levels uh, that we're going to be talking about of the Holy Spirit today. The first one is this, born of the Spirit. How many of you guys know if you want to go to heaven, the Bible teaches us that we must be born again, right? We must be saved. We must have a personal relationship with Jesus. There's a guy by the name of Nicodemus. He's a Jewish leader and Pharisee. He comes to Jesus in John chapter 3 with a bunch of questions, and Jesus helps us with all this. Check this out. John chapter 3, verses 3 through 6. Jesus answered and said to him, most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, or born naturally or in the flesh and born spiritually, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of spirit 
is spirit, right? So this is like foundational doctrine stuff, but I, n- I never knew this growing up. I even went to church and never knew this, that when you are saved, when you put your faith and trust in Jesus, when you become born again, you, you know for assurance that you have eternity as your home in heaven, but the Holy Spirit comes to live on the inside of you, right? The Holy Spirit comes to live on the inside of you. Jesus himself doesn't come to live inside of you, inside of you, right? No, he by the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Godhead, the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity comes to live on the inside of you. And um, I, I'm gonna put up this diagram here in a second. Um, some of you guys have seen this before, but it's just really important to remember when we're talking about the Holy Spirit and, and our makeup and how God's created us to live that we need to understand from 1 Thessalonians 5.23, that we are a three-part being, right? We are a spirit. We have a soul, which is our mind, our intellect, our will, our emotions, and we live in a body, which is our physical earth suit. You guys can go ahead and show that uh, chart for them real quick, just to make sure you understand this. So we are a three-part being, according to the word of God. We are a spirit. The realest you, the one that goes to heaven, the one that's recreated, when, the, when we put our faith and trust in Jesus, the Holy Spirit recreates or we become reborn in our human spirit, right? That is what is saved. Now, how many of you guys know, I don't know about you guys, but when I got saved, nothing changed on the outside. My earth suit still stunk. If you didn't take in a shower before you got saved, you still smell after you get saved. You know what I'm saying? If you didn't use deodorant that morning, you still didn't use deodorant, right? Your flesh still wants to do fleshly things. Your mind needs some help too. Your soul, right? I, even though I got saved, I love Jesus. My mind wanted to think those thoughts that were not according to God's plan for my life. My mind wanted to drift. And so the Bible tells us we have to do something about that. We must renew our minds according to the word of God, with the word of God. That's why it's so important to be in our word, right? But salvation or being reborn isn't the end game. A lot of us just put all of our eggs in that basket. But man, that's actually the starting block to the things of the spirit-filled life. Without being born again, without having a relationship with God, we cannot go to heaven. We cannot have assurance of heaven. So it is so, so important. And it is one of the main missions and main things, but we don't want to stop there. A lot of Christians just kind of stop there. Cool. I got my fire insurance. I know where I'm going. I hope this thing can work out. I hope Jesus cracks those clouds soon, right? Like that's kind of sometimes our mentality in life. Man, God's like, no, I want you to live life by my spirit. I gave it to you for a reason. There's some advantages for the Holy Spirit, right? And so being born of the Spirit, guys, it's good news. Number one, because heaven's our home, right? We have assurance of salvation. But number two, we have the helper. Take, this, take a look at this in John chapter 14. Jesus, again, teaching to his disciples about the Holy Spirit. John 14, verses 16 and 17. He said, and I will pray to the Father, and he'll give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor it knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. So when you put your faith and trust in Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes to dwell in you. He will be with you forever and he will dwell in you forever. God's spirit. Now, really cool. He said, Jesus prayed that he would give us another helper, another helper another person to help us. Who is that? That's the Holy Spirit. That Greek word another is the Greek word allos. And it's really cool. When you dive into a study of this word, it means the same as. This, this is really cool. So check this out. Jesus says, hey, I'm gonna, I'm, it's better that I go away, dudes. 
Because if I don't go away, I'm not going to send it. But if I go away, I'm going to send the helper, the Holy Spirit. And he's not just going to be a watered-down version of Jesus. I think a lot of us think that it would be way better if Jesus was walking with me in the flesh right now. How many of you guys think that? Sometimes I, I, I think that, right? Like, hey, it'd be better, Jesus, if you prayed for this person instead of me. It'd be better, you, Jesus, uh, that you made this happen instead of me, right? And we can get in that mindset like, well, if only we had Jesus walking with us, then life would be good. Jesus said, I'm going to give you the same as me in the flesh and, and everybody's going to have them because the crazy thing is when we think about it, when Jesus did all the signs, wonders, miracles, all the revelation, all the wisdom, that was limited to one geographical location at a time when Jesus was on the earth, right? If you were by the crowds where Jesus was, you could get in on that miracle. But if you were in another country, you couldn't get in on that because Jesus wasn't there. Now that Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father and he gave the spirit of promise, the Father's promise, right? He poured out his spirit that lives on the inside of every single one of us that believe in Jesus. We all have a same as Jesus living on the inside of us. Hello. That is good news. Because there's now, now we're not limited. We have unlimited power and potential. We have an advantage living on the inside of us. It's an unfair advantage, right? We don't need Jesus here in person, right? We need the mentality in life as believers that wherever we go, the Spirit goes. Wherever we go, the Spirit who is just like Jesus goes, right? Wherever we walk, the healing power that Jesus operated lives on the inside of us, walks with us, amen? Wherever we go, the wisdom and the, and the insight that Jesus would have if he was right here with us lives on the inside of us, right? What did John say? Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Come on, somebody. Amen? So you have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you. He's not this wimpy spirit. He's not this watered-down version of Jesus. He's legit the same as the third person of the Godhead. Amen? And so practically, what do we do with this? Man, for those of us that maybe have been saved for a while, or we've walked with the Lord for a while, I hope this is a, a refresher and a, kind of an encouragement and a challenge to be like, remind yourself, who do you have living on the inside of you? When you're feeling down, when you're feeling discouraged, when you're having a bad day, bad week, bad month, bad year, Remember that you got God living on the inside of you. You got another just like Jesus, the Holy Spirit, the helper, the one that God said he would send to you, that Jesus promised and he already did. And if you believe in him, he lives in you, whether you feel like it or not. Amen? Sometimes we got to remind ourselves of the power and the advantage we have living on the inside of us. Just awareness alone will tune us in to what the God, uh, what the Holy Spirit wants to say in our lives. Amen? For those of us maybe that are on the fence, maybe you're not sure about God or you don't believe in Jesus or you're still kind of searching or pondering with that, just realize that, man, being born of the Spirit, number one point here, is the first and most important point here for you to get on this, this bandwagon of, of walking and doing life in the Spirit, right? To have a Spirit-empowered life. Without being saved, without having a personal relationship with Jesus, we don't have the Holy Spirit living in us, which means you don't have an advantage. But, man, God wants and desires for you to do life not alone, not in your own strength, not by power, not by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Amen. So being born in the spirit is such a blessing. It's foundational, but it isn't the end game. It's just the start. So we're going to move on. Number two, if you're taking notes, is led by the spirit. So I'm going to say led by the spirit. Not only can we invite Jesus into our lives and be born again and born in the spirit, which makes us sons and daughters of God. Check this out. In Romans chapter 8, verse 14, it says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, those are the sons of God, or the sons and daughters of God. We could flip that in reverse. If you're a son and daughter of God, guess what your mandate is? To be led by the Spirit of God. If I'm a son or daughter of the Most High God, my job is to be led by the Spirit. Amen? To be walk in the Spirit, right? Once we have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us, 
then he can actually lead us and guide us. Amen? You can't get to number two unless you have number one. And, and guys, this should be commonplace in our lives. As believers, the Holy Spirit should be something that we're familiar with, that we're excited about, that's common in our lives, right? Just like dogs bark, just like fish swim, and women love Target, uh, we should love, sorry, that's rough, that's a bad joke, right? I needed a drummer in the cage, sorry. Uh, just like all of those things, we should love the Holy Spirit. We should flow in the Holy Spirit, right? Yet so many times, like I talked about earlier, we live lives like the Holy Spirit doesn't even exist, right? We make decisions without looking to the Holy Spirit's wisdom and counsel, right? We walk around confused and frustrated about things, even though the Holy Spirit knows all things and searches all things and already knows the answer before we even come to him. And so, man, there's this dis disconnect here. And so one of the most incredible advantages that the Holy Spirit will add to your life is simply that he will lead you and he will guide you. Guys, and this is so comforting. We need this more than ever. In John chapter 16, verse 13, Jesus says, however, when he, the spirit of truth or the Holy Spirit has come, he will guide you into all truth. Man, that's so good. And he says, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you or show you things to come. We have an advantage when we tap into the Holy Spirit in our lives, especially in this generation, a generation that I continue to believe is starving for the truth. And the world and the culture that we live in has tried to blur the lines of truth so much so you can't tell what's right and what's wrong. Man, we need the Holy Spirit that promised, God promised that he would lead you and guide you into all truth. To stay anchored in the things of the Lord, especially in the world that we live in, we need the Holy Spirit's help more than ever. Amen? Because when, when you hear something that's coming from a news outlet or something that's coming from a coworker or something from a neighbor and it doesn't line up with God's word, the Holy Spirit will take what the word has already spoken, what the Father's already spoken, and he'll bring it to your remembrance. He'll give you that, eh, that doesn't line up. There's something that doesn't seem right on the inside. That's your governor. That's your filter. His name's the Holy Ghost, amen? And he wants to help you and lead you back to what is truth. Because if we lose truth, we lose everything we've got. And the enemy knows that. He's waging war on the truth of God's word. If he can't conquer God, he's going to try to jack up and confuse the truth and get a bunch of believers all confused about what's true and what's not true. We've got to stand strong and stand firm. The Holy Spirit will help us with this. Jesus also teaches us in John chapter 14, verse 26. He says, but the helper, again, this isn't like something weird or scary. Like, he's like the helper. He wants to help you, right? He's there for your benefit. The helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and he will bring to remembrance all things that I've said to you. This is powerful stuff. The Holy Spirit wants to lead and guide us in life. And if you don't know how that works, you're like, that sounds weird or foreign to you. Just a kind of a quick recap. There's, there's two kind of primary ways that God speaks to us as believers. Number one is his word. If you want to hear from God, read your Bible. Amen? Get in the word, saturate yourself in the word. Because it said that the Holy Spirit will bring things to your remembrance. But you can't, he can't bring things to remembrance if you never put it in. Amen? I've always been taught, hey, consume the word and get it down in you. Because when you need it the most, the Holy Spirit can bring it out. Amen? The Holy Spirit can bring it to the forefront right when you need that word of encouragement or what to do. The other way that he speaks to us is by the inward witness, or other people call it the still, small voice, a knowing, 
on the inside. Have you ever just had a knowing on the inside? You really couldn't put your finger on it, but you just knew something was off or something was right or I was supposed to do this. Uh, Eric and I, we try to tap into the Holy Spirit all the time. The Holy Spirit can help you in deep spiritual things and really practical things. Like, where is my wife's iPhone? Like, three times a week. Where are my wife's keys? Where are my keys, right? This one I'll own. Where is your husband's wallet, right? A couple weeks ago, we were out on date night. We're going to see Maverick. Let's go. Let's go. We went out to dinner first. Then we had some time to spare. So we went to Marshall's. And by Marshall's, I mean I sat on a chair in the store while my wife ravaged the racks and looked for deals and steals and does her little thing where she gets through all of the, every piece of clothing in five minutes. I don't know how it's possible. And I'm just sitting there kind of scrolling on my phone and a lazy boy right in the back of the store. So then we leave that, we go to the movie, the movie was great, I'm about to leave and I'm doing one of these and I have that panic. You ever had that panic before? Where is my wallet? It's not where I thought it was and it's not in my jacket pocket. So I do the unexplainable, don't try this at home. Uh, MJR, I, you know, they got the nice seats now, I put up the seat, I shine my flashlight underneath that seat, do not look underneath the movie theater seats. There was like a raccoon, a possum, like, like baby diapers, like it was, it was it's bad. I almost, I threw up in my mouth a little, you know what I'm saying? Like, but my wallet wasn't there, unfortunately. So I'm like, ah, I, I have an opportunity. Do I freak out? I don't have my wallet. It's got all my IDs, my voter card, all these credit cards. Oh my gosh, I'm going to cancel all this. What's going on here? Lord help me. So we're like, okay, the Mexican restaurant we went to, uh, they close in one minute. All right. So I call them on the phone. They're like, hey, what can I do? Can I help you? We're kind of wrapping up here. Do you see a wallet there? Did I leave it at the counter on my way out? No, sir. I don't see a wallet. Dang it. All right. Well, it wasn't at the movie theater. Went back in there, checked again. And so I had an opportunity. Do I just cancel all my cards and do the thing that you probably should do? And the Holy Spirit was like, it's at Marshall's. You left it in the seat. It fell out. But Marshall's is closed. And so I won't know until 10 a.m. the next day if Marshall's has it or not. And so do I cancel those cards or do I let it ride? And the Holy Spirit said, just go to sleep. Be at peace. Trust me. Stay calm. Amen. I'll lead you and guide you. I've got you. And so I went to bed and I actually slept really good that night. Woke up, had a good breakfast, called Marshall's. Yes, yeah, sir, we have your wallet. Somebody turned it in. Yes, the Holy Ghost is so good, right? Praise God. I could have freaked out. Man, it's such a mess when you have to cancel all your accounts and rechange. Like, it's like, it's like you have to take a week off work to get your life back in order, right? To then like, go back to work. So I was like, I ain't having that. The Holy Ghost saved me a lot of time, right? Maybe you've experienced something similar like that. We are called to be led by the Spirit of God. God would lead us by his Spirit. But so many times we're led by everything else except his Spirit. We're led by emotions. We're led by fear. We're led by comparison or what the other person's doing, right? We're led by the media. Those things will often lead us in the wrong direction and cause harm in our lives, right? We're called to gather the facts, but to allow the Holy Spirit lead us to the truth, amen? The truth of God's word. And so, hey, just, just a disclaimer here. If you're like, man, I want to get to know the Holy Spirit better. I want to know God's voice better. In order to be led by the Spirit, you have to know his voice, amen? And the only way you get to know someone's voice is by spending time with them, Right? You've spent time with your mom and dad. If they were to call you, which is rare, who calls these days, right? Yeah, this generation is like, I don't call. Like, I text. I, I TikTok. You know what I'm saying? It's like, if you were to call somebody and they say hello and they don't introduce who they are, if you spent time with that person, you already know who's on the other line. Amen? You don't have to say, who is this? You know it's mom or dad. You know it's your best friend, right? The same should be true of the voice of the Holy Spirit in our life. And the only way to get that confident in who, how that voice talks to us is by spending time 
with him. Amen. So just a little disclaimer. Hey, if you've gotten out, you know, summer can be a fun time, but it also, summer's hard to keep those rhythms that we kind of have in that school year flow and whatnot. If you've gotten away from some personal devo time with the Lord or spending, setting aside a few minutes each day to get in with the Lord, to pray, to talk to him, to read his word, that is the place where you will develop that confidence of knowing and hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit. So that way, when you're out in that freaked out situation, you'll know that same voice, that still small voice, that inward witness on the inside. And so don't, don't discredit time with God because it's developing your spirit, man. It's growing your spirit, man, and you're getting confident in who your God is. Because here's what I know. The world doesn't need Christians who are filled with the Holy Spirit being led by the world. Amen? They need Christians who are led by the Spirit of God who is the Holy Spirit who's living inside of them, led by the Spirit, not by the world. Amen? The world does not need Christians led by the world. The world needs Christians led by the Spirit of God. Amen? Like, that's what we need in this generation, right? Many of us know that we have the Holy Spirit, but may we use the advantage of being led by the Spirit of God in our lives. So that's number two. We have the advantage available to us. We can be born of the Spirit. We can be led by the Spirit. And the last one I have for you guys, number three, filled with the Spirit. Amen? Or if you want to call it this way, empowered by the Holy Spirit or baptized in the Holy Spirit. Not only can we have the advantage of having the Holy Spirit in us and the advantage of being led by the Holy Spirit, we can actually be empowered or filled by the Holy Spirit. You see, after Jesus died on the cross and rose from the dead, he appeared to many eyewitnesses for over a 40-day period before he finally ascended into heaven. And he also gave some last-minute instructions to his disciples and the key leaders of the church. We get a lot of those in Acts chapter 1. I want to read two passages for you guys just to see what he told them. Because what he told them would be really important to us today too. Amen? And so he, in, in Acts chapter 1 verses 4 and 5, he said, And being assembled together with them, he, Jesus, commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me, John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So don't go anywhere, hold up until you've been filled with the Spirit. And then he goes on in Acts chapter one, verse eight. They're like, why? But you shall receive, somebody say it with me, power. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses for me in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Again, who is Jesus talking to? He's talking to his closest followers, the ones that had the front row seat to all the signs and wonders and miracles. And he says, don't you dare leave Jerusalem until you're endued and filled with power from on high. Don't go lay your hands on one sick person. Don't preach one sermon. Don't baptize one more person until you get all of what I want to give to you when the promise of the Father comes to fill you to the overflow so that you would have power to be a light and a greater witness for me for this world. He made it very clear. Jesus commanded him. He didn't suggest, say, it might be a good idea. He commanded them not to do any of that until they received that. Essentially, Jesus is saying, to both them and us today, I want you to live spirit-empowered lives. I want to give you an advantage that you can have in life to help you be a witness for me, to, to spread the name of Jesus in a good way, to, to be the love of Christ to your neighbor and to your community, to, to know what to say and when to say it, to, to be led in everything in life. I want to give that to you. Many of you guys are familiar 
with the story, but in Acts chapter 2, as it goes on, there's 120 believers that are in the upper room, and, and they are all filled with the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. We see that in Acts chapter 2, verse 4. It says, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And I'll just say this, we don't have a lot of time to go into this, but so many people, uh, they get hung up on the tongues thing, like the speaking in tongues thing, that you miss the whole purpose of why God wanted to fill you with the Holy Spirit or fill us with the Holy Spirit. The tongue thing, it shouldn't bother us, but it does. And, and I get it, because it's weird, we can't understand it. But the whole purpose of God saying, I want to fill you with my spirit. I want spirit-empowered lives in you is so that we can be a better witness. Amen? And I don't know about you guys. I need help being a better witness for Jesus. It's hard to live life how Jesus would live it. It's hard to make every decision how Jesus would make that decision. We need power. We need an advantage. We need some help, Lord. And he said, I'm going to give you the help. It's better that I went away because if I go away, I'm giving you the help. And I want you to be saturated with it, right? And so don't get me wrong, there, there's so many benefits in our spiritual walk by having a heavenly prayer language or being able to pray in the spirit. And we talk a lot more about that in, in Grip Basics 101. If you guys have never taken that course, that's our foundation course. We offer it three times a year. Our next session will be in September and we're gonna have signups open next month in August. And I really encourage you guys to do that. We also flow a lot in this on the first Sunday night of prayer and worship, which are more believer services that we'll get back to in the fall and our, our monthly rhythms here at the church. It's on a Sunday night, not on a Sunday morning. So if you're curious about that or hungry for more of that or hungry for more of the spirit there, those are some great venues to get in on that. But do you guys realize what happened after they got filled? Peter gets up and preaches a really basic Jesus-centered sermon and 3,000 people get saved that day. Hello, 3,000 people in one service. The dude that was denying Jesus a few days ago was like, I don't know this dude. What changed? He got filled with the Holy Spirit. Talk about a witness, right? And then throughout the book of Acts and the New Testament, we see it goes on, you know? We see people that are born of the Spirit saved, and we see the separate experience where they're filled. And, you know, so a lot of people think it's all just one, and we, we'd love to help you out with that. If, if you're looking to the word of, Lord, what does your word really say about all this? We would love to, for you guys to take that basics class. But, um, guys, here's what I want to say about this. Being filled with the Spirit can empower your life to live for God in a greater way, to be a better witness. We see the Apostle Paul teach us about this, right? In, in Galatians chapter 5, he's got a couple verses about it. Specifically, Galatians 5, 16, he says, then I say, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. It's hard to live for the Lord, amen? Walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. The only way we can combat that flesh, there's a war between spirit and flesh going on every day in our lives, right? We need the Holy Spirit's help. We need the advantage in our life. And here's what I know. You can't walk in a spirit that you haven't been filled with. Amen. You cannot yield to a spirit that you have no relationship with. And so that's why it's so important to invite the Holy Spirit to make room like we were singing this morning. Make room for God to move in our lives. Make room for the Holy Spirit in our lives. The other thing Paul teaches us about is what is the fruit of a spirit-empowered life? Many of us are familiar with the fruit of the spirit, right? Paul talks about this in, in, in Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. 
How many of you guys know the world needs more spirit-filled, spirit-empowered Christians because it's desperate for that list of things that we just read, amen? The world is desperate for the fruits of the spirit. The world does not need more fighting. The world does not need more arguing. The world does not need more social media bashing. The world does not need more polarization. The world does not need more conspiracy theories. Those things do not draw people to Jesus. What the world needs is unconditional love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And it needs to encounter that in people, us, amen? And so why are we talking about this today, man? Because if we're gonna reach the people that God's called us to reach, we need the advantage, amen? We need the Holy Spirit's help. We cannot do this without his help and his strength in our lives. Let's say, I have an advantage. You have an advantage, whether you realized it or not, before you walked in today, before you turned on, tuned it on today, you have an advantage. And let me end with this and say this, because we can get this very elitist mentality when this, that's not God's heart and that's not our heart. One of our mentors from afar, Pastor Chris Hodges, who is really integral in the church planning organization that launched us at ARC, he says this, that just brings me down to the right level every time when I start talking about the Holy Spirit. He says this, the Holy Spirit doesn't make me better than you. The Holy Spirit makes me better than me. And I really like that. The Holy Spirit doesn't make me better than you. The Holy Spirit doesn't make me better than the church down the road that doesn't believe in it. The Holy Spirit doesn't make me better than anybody. It makes me better than me. Amen? A Spirit-empowered life allows access for me to be a better husband. And God, do I need it? I need help. The, the, the Holy Spirit-empowered life helps me to be a better dad to my kids. The Holy Spirit-empowered life helps me be a better pastor to a live family church and those that God brings in my sphere. The Holy Spirit makes me better than me. And we need help to be a better, better witness for Jesus. And so remember, this isn't some elitist advantage that we have. We're talking about, man, we just have access to the spirit of the living God who wants to save us and sanctify us, who wants to lead us and guide us and who wants to empower us and equip us to be an effective witness for him. We should desire the Holy Spirit. We should not be afraid or scared of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is our friend. He's our helper. He's our standby. He's our strengthener. He's our comforter. He's our counselor. When you have no one, when you have no one to talk to, when you have no one who understands your situation, guess who does? The Holy Spirit. He can lead you and guide you to the answer, to the note of victory, to the encouragement. He can push you through any situation. He can be that fresh wind, that, that wind in your sails that you're needing. That's what the Holy Spirit wants to do. And so as we go on in the series, we, we wrap up next week, we're gonna talk more about how the Holy Spirit might wanna operate in our lives, the gifts of the Spirit, the different ways the Holy Spirit might want to manifest himself in our lives, in our church services, and in different ways that we're, we're not weirded out or spooked out by, but like we embrace it because God has called us to be Spirit-empowered believers, amen? that we can be spirit-filled people that aren't spooky, kooky, and weird. Can I get an amen? That just love Jesus and love the Holy Spirit and, and let the fruit of the Spirit actually outpour in our lives. Man, I, I don't know about you guys. I pray that you're stirred up today. Sometimes this, we did a series a few years ago on the Holy Spirit. And we called it the, uh, the forgotten God. 
And then God, a lot of people are down with God the Father and we get Jesus the Son. And we just put the Holy Spirit on the back burner because he's kind of weird and we don't, we don't really let him out of his cage because we've seen those YouTube videos and, you know, we don't want to go there. And uh, we get freaked out. I'm just joking. And, and so we're like, just stay there. I don't really understand you. I know you're real, but I don't want anything. Don't, don't make me do anything crazy. And like, let's, just, let's just stay right here. But he's like, yo, I'm the one you have living on the inside of you. I'm the one that you need help. I'm the one that indwells you. When you believe in Jesus, you have the Holy Spirit within you and the Holy Spirit can lead and guide you, but then you can have the Holy Spirit also fill you and come upon you for power to be a witness. That's good stuff. That's good news. That changed my life. That continually changes my life. Man, we need that, don't we? And so I pray you're stirred up and uh, just want to take a few minutes to have a time to respond to today. I want to pray. Then I want us just to have a few minutes as the team leads us in that fresh wind song again, just to respond. Maybe, maybe you find yourself in one area or another Maybe you've never uh, put Jesus as your Lord of your life. And man, you need to be born of the Spirit this morning. You need to draw closer to God. He's here. He loves you. He'll draw closer to you. Maybe you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you. You're saved. But man, you're not letting the Holy Spirit lead you in life to be your guide and guide you in all truth. And maybe you just say, Lord, help lead me in this situation. I'm stressed about this. And talk to him about it. Let him talk back. Or maybe number three, you're like, man, I've, I've got all those things. But this whole being filled with the Holy Spirit thing, I've, I've never got, I, feel, I need some power. I need some gasoline poured on my spiritual flame. It's weak. It's embering. It, it needs some, right? You guys had a good bonfire this summer yet, right? The kids love it when, Dad, go get the gasoline. Mom's like, guys, stand back. Stay away. Your dad's crazy. I'm like, watch this. Whoosh. And we lose our eyebrows, you know, and we laugh about it. We're like, that's awesome. You don't have your eyebrows. Either do you. It's like, it's dangerous, right? Sometimes our, our spiritual flame gets so low. We just need to outpour him because the Bible says be being filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. So sometimes you just need to get topped back off with the Spirit's presence and get filled back up again. And so no shame in the game. Wherever we're at, I believe we all can take a step closer and more intimately into the Holy Spirit this morning. Let me pray for you guys and then we'll respond through song and we'll close up. Father, we love you so much. We thank you for today. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Godhead the helper, the comforter, the counselor, the strengthener, the standby, the intercessor, the one that you promised to send to us, the one that you said, hey, it's better that I leave because I'm gonna send him to you. Father, we thank you that we have the Holy Spirit. If we believe in you, we have him and we can be led by him and we can be empowered to be a greater witness and have the fruit of the Spirit flowing in our lives through the Holy Spirit. So Father, wherever we're at on that spectrum today, Lord, I pray that we take a step closer, a step deeper, and have more intimate fellowship with the Holy Spirit, more intimate connection with you, more intimate understanding of who you are and how you want to move and work in our lives. Father, we thank you that we need your spirit to be the witnesses, to be the church that you've called us to be in these last days. Father, we need an outpouring of your spirit in our personal lives. We need an outpouring of your spirit in our church. We need an outpouring of spirit in our community, in our great state, in our great nation, and across the world. And so we ask you for that fresh wind, that fresh fire to fill us again, to overflow, Lord God, to spark that passion and that flame for you, Father. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. And hey, if everybody can keep your head bowed, eye closed just for a moment. If you're here today and you've never been born of the Spirit, you've never put your faith and trust in Jesus. You never, you, you never knew that you could be saved and have assurance of heaven. With every eye closed, every head bowed, if that's you, both here in person or online, if you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior to get in on this, would you just slip up your hand so I know who I can pray with today, if that's anybody here or even online as well. Praise God. 
Thank you, Jesus. Would you guys repeat this prayer after me? Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for your son, Jesus. I receive him as my Lord and as my Savior. Jesus, come into my heart, change my life, and help me live a life that honors you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Would you guys Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. To further connect with us at Alive, visit us at alivefamily.church. And remember, people matter and Jesus is alive.